0: welcome to michigan another mayhem today we have piddly podcast number five piddly podcasts are our mini filler podcasts. these include things like correction fan base contact shout outs confessions and short stories these aren't scheduled and they're just little surprises that arrive in your podcast queue we still have our regularly scheduled friday podcast so, to come out no sorry no i was just gonna yell
1: surprise oh
0: all <laughs> right we're here So today for our Pedly podcast, we're going to talk about, we have a troll. There's a troll in my family. So I've decided to (laughs) directly address the points that were brought up. And one is why Jen's articles are shorter than mine. And two is that I curse. So Jen actually responded back on our website. And I'm just going to read some of her response here. So Jen writes, the reason I'm not as detailed as Allie is for the following reasons. I have a son and a dog who, for some reason, still like to spend time with me. I work at a minimum 72 hours a week. I attend college where I am working towards my bachelor. And she lists all the <laughs> all the titles that she's doing. And I currently wake up at 5 a.m. with my head um, and my head on a good day. It hits my, the pillow at 1.30 a.m. So she talks about how she could actually put in a few more hours of work, but it's just exhausting. So basically making the point that she's really busy and that she's doing the best she can. So I just want to say that I, Allie King, I only work 32 to 36 hours a week and I'm married to a unicorn. Um, My husband makes 99% of our meals. He cleans the house. He fills my car with gas. He clears the snow off of it. I mean, I have the time and the inclination to research articles and so I do. So can you just move in with me?
1: No, because then my unicorn is probably going to want to help you. (laughs) but he would be making just bigger meals that's true that's true but you could make me have him make bigger meals at home Mm. and then drop them off to me on the way to your work what that's a lot of work okay (laughs) i thought you You, loved me you could use
0: you could use uber eats (laughs) fine fine so I would like to also add that it was my idea to do the podcast, and I'm just lucky Jen said yes and then took over the technical work. And also to clear up some of the time, I'd like to announce that we have our first employee, Poppy. That's right. The sister that loves to correct me will now do it before the podcast. And she'll also be creating our Continuing the Conversation article, so thank you, Poppy. And as far as cursing goes, I curse. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first things I said to Jen is that I wanted to curse on our podcast because I wanted to speak naturally and I naturally use fuck as a comma. Although I got really better, I must admit some episodes I do I do cuss more and I think it's because when it's the historic ones, I get super pumped over people in history and things that really did happen it's,
1: and I and I use fuck a lot. It's Genghis Khan. He Genghis Khan literally murdered yeah. massacred millions.
0: Yep. And I cursed through Ludmila Pelvinchenko, the lady that was a World War II sniper, but that's what gets me pumped up
1: and so I curse. So we just had to pause our podcast because Apollo decided to burst into the office <laughs> and say hello. All right. So where were you? <laughs> oh, I was just about to say
0: that um, if you you know, want to hear a podcast that has no cursing, I would suggest a different one. Ours <laughs> has an E for explicit because i do say bad words and if you want to know about a subject and you don't want the cursing if you want you can read our show notes i don't type any of the curses in the show notes i don't type in all my fucks i don't know all the shits (laughs) and dams that i do (laughs) you add them up while you go yes and now that we've done all that i do want to um talk to you i have another subject a quick one today is do you know we have carnivorous plants in michigan
1: no i don't what are those
0: I actually explained that in the beginning, that carnivorous means meat eating. We have, yeah.
1: We have Venus fly.
0: Fly traps, but not in Michigan. But we do have
1: some that are like the Venus fly trap. Oh, goodness. And what's yours going to be? Oh, I'm going to talk about, I ran into this article on WordPress about the Virginia prison policy that they are putting into effect, that visitors cannot wear tampons Wow. And if they do, I guess they get a scan, they scan their body. Okay. And if it's found, they have to subject themselves to a strips search and pull the tampon out. Oh my gosh. Um or leave. Wow. Okay. And then I just I just feel like that's some serious business. Yeah, don't I thought you see, visited people between glass or on video.
0: Oh, no. I bet you if they're going that far, somebody smuggled something in nature's pocket, otherwise known as the vagina.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Yeah. All right. Do you mind? You want Wait. Actually, you want me to go first? No, go that first? was
1: pretty much all of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the fact that I think I should be able to wear a tampon. No, I bet you someone snuggled things in the... Literally. How are you going to be sitting in a room yeah. with prison guards Yeah. visiting the prisoner? Yeah. And pull your tampon out.
0: Yeah, you need to watch more prison movies.
1: Obviously, because <laughs> I just don't see you're at a table with people around you, and yeah. you're. It's called nature's pocket. Like I'm lucky for a I can get my tampon out normally. Let alone like sitting at a table. It's our only orifice that has an endpoint. That's why people put stuff in there. I
0: guess. Yeah, it's not good. Mm. All right, go ahead. Okay, so 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 I want to talk about the carnivorous plants of Michigan. Mm-hmm. So. I almost said the bad word because we were talking about vaginas. But carnivorous (laughs) means flesh eating. And um, I used to have a Venus flytrap, actually, in my office at work. But they're hard to keep alive, and you have to use distilled water, and they're sensitive to the environment. But at one time, I did keep it alive by killing a fly, putting the fly in the Venus flytrap, and then, like, stimulating the little, like, little, I think of them as the little teeth, so that it thought there was something alive in there, and it closed on it and ate it. You are a weird human. I was trying to keep my plant alive. It did eventually die, though. But Michigan is home to three different carnivorous plants that grow naturally. We have pitcher plants, sundews, and bladder warts. Carnivorous plants grow through an adaptation when soil nutrients are poor. And that, like, messed me up a little. Because we have deciduous forests, which are known for their rich soil. But Michigan's carnivorous plants live in environments like acidic bogs and wet fens, which do have uh, soil with low nutrients. and they, So they're not forest plants, they're water plants. They're actually pretty cool. So bladder are found in the wetter areas of the wetlands. They lack root systems, but they have more like a floating stem system. You can see it like in the water. these It looks like a root, but I guess it's a floating stem. <laughs> and these stems contain, and I quote, bladders. They're just like little pockets, which are small hollow sacs that capture and digest tiny aquatic animals. So the little animals get caught in those pockets and it eats them up.
1: That's interesting.
0: They digest insect larvae, aquatic worms, and water fleas. And I'd like to think that <laughs> bladder warts eat mosquito larvae and think they're tasty. Because I hate mosquitoes. <laughs> so zigzag bladder wart in Michigan is a threatened species, and that's, um, it's actually legally protected. Mm-hmm. There are very rare instances of them being spotted in the lower west side of Michigan. Floating bladder wart in Michigan is even more rare. So all the floating bladderwort in Michigan grows in a large one single large coastal plain marsh that's in the state's most southwest um, county near Lake Michigan. So at the very end, all of our <laughs> our plants just like that have just grow in one area. Oh, okay. Yeah. So bladderworts have these delicate little flowers that reminded me of ballerina tutus. It had like a like a little top and the bottom that looked like a ballerina skirt. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And they grow out of stems that are tall, thin, and crooked. They remind me of, like, a wizard's walking cane. It's, like, tall and, like, crooked with little notches on it. It's hard to explain. Um, Pitcher plants grow to look like a pitcher or a vase that's filled with rainwater and digestive enzymes. And insects are attracted to the plant's nectar-secreting glands. So I guess it just smells like awesomeness in there. And when the insects investigate the source of that sweet, sweet nectar... They slip on the smooth walls of the pe- uh, the pitcher that often have small protrusions that point down. So there's no getting out. Oh. And the prey falls in and they either drown in the water and the enzymes or they um, exhaust themselves and they get slowly digested by the pitcher plant. Hmm. The pitcher plants in Michigan have been known to consume insects, spiders, and the occasional frog. So I'm, t- I'm thinking maybe baby frogs? Little tiny baby frogs? I would hope so. Side note, a few years ago, I was watching this documentary about this program, and it showed an Amazonian um, pitcher plant that had been digesting a mouse. That's how big they are on the Amazon.
1: Holy moly. Yeah.
0: So pitcher plants can be found throughout the upper and lower peninsula of the state. And there's a page on C.S. Mott's Children's Hospital site that warns against people using pitcher plants as an herbal supplement. I was like, what? What? I've never even heard yeah. of this in Michigan. I actually have a link to show, I'm not lying, in our show notes. Like They really had to tell people, don't, don't try to use this as an herbal supplement. Hmm. So we have sundews, and sundews are a plant that grow similarly to pitcher plants, and they often actually grow next to each other in nature. Sundews have long leaves that form points, and they have what looks like little hairs coming off of the points, or actually the whole leaf. And each hair has what looks like a little droplet of water on the end, but it's actually a very sticky mucus. And roaming insects become stuck on the hairs and then the hairs produce extra mucus to keep the insect anchored there. So you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, oh shit, you touch one, you get stuck and all of a sudden you seem to get like more stuck. Hmm. So when the insect moves against the tentacle-like hair, the hair moves uh, and gets the, um, moves the prey toward the center of the leaf. And this can take minutes for the little hairs to push the insect toward the middle. And then afterward, the leaf curls in on the insect so it can be digested easier, so like more contact points. And this can take the sun due, um days to complete the wrapping the insect up. A
1: poor insect.
0: So it's just like a slow way to die. So, but actually, the insect usually dies of exhaustion or from, you know, because they're stuck in the mu- mucus and they die of exhaustion, or they breathe through their thorax and the mucus um, clogs them up and they die of asphyxiation.
1: Either way, I know, it's not
0: the best. Okay, I was trying to make it sound better. Sorry. (laughs) Their flowers are white with five petals that grow out of the center rosette, which is made by leaves. It's actually kind of pretty looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they are the most common carnivorous plant in Michigan. There is a type of sundew, the Drosera linearis, a.k.a. the linear-leaved sundew, which only grows in the Great Lakes region, and it thrives on the shores of Lake Michigan and Huron. And I have like a little sundew fact. (laughs) In England, in the late 1970s, they did a study of sundew flowers, finding that um, over 6 million insects were eaten by them in a two-acre area. So in one year, a two-acre area of sundew flowers ate 6 million insects. Wow. Yeah, and anything that eats a mosquito is basically my friend. I like them. This all reminds me of The
1: Little Shop of Horror. Oh, yeah. yeah. Feed me, Feed me Seymour. More. I love that movie. Yeah. The Rick Moran is the, the second one I liked better. I haven't seen that one. I got uh, my son to watch it. And yeah. at the beginning, he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, no, it'll get good. It'll get better. Yeah. Just wait for the plant. Yeah, it seems weird. Just hold on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't worry. All right. You guys have been listening to Michigan and Other Mayhem with Allie. And Jen. Connect with us at michigananothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access show notes without curse words, find site links, correct us when necessary, <laughs> rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. Bye-bye now.